paid in full is what I'm going to share today. Paid in full. What does that mean to you? You know, as we grow older, we take more responsibility financially, I hope. Some of you parents are thinking, yeah, when does that happen? My son and daughter's 35 and I'm still bailing them out. Anyone doing that? <laughs> it's coming soon that you'll have to do that. They said to you, I'll pay you back later. I got a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in life, as we do grow older and get more responsibility, we start to put a deposit down on something, don't we? These days, you can put a deposit down on a dog because a dog, a puppy, costs a fortune. A few. Amen. <laughs> I like this. It's interaction. A dog used to be a house, didn't it? You know, a big ticket item or a flat or a car. But we put a deposit on. Could be a pair of golf clubs or a set of golf clubs even. We have an intention when we put a deposit on something to pay for it. That's our intention. You know, it's a pledge that we're going to see that transaction through to pay the debt in full. In business, when I was in business, the best stamp that I had in my collection of stamps was when I put on the invoice, paid in full. Because that meant the money was my, in my bank account or our bank account in business. Paid in full. So what about you? Have you still got things that are outstanding? Still got pledges that you said you're going to pay off? But God would remind us as we're coming into Easter week next week of the pledge that God has made us. Do you know a pledge, a deposit... When it's paid in full, it means that it doesn't come back. It means that it's dealt with. God, for all eternity, has made a pledge to us. We know the scriptures that are said from John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but what? Have eternal life. What about Romans 5 and verse 8? But God demonstrates his own love to us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know, don't know what you're doing next week, but next week, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, the last days is on in this auditorium with actors and actresses from this congregation and wider field. No pressure when I said that. If you put that, oh, there's one there. Put your hand up if you're in the play. Cannot wait. So Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, we have an opportunity to bring friends and family, to stand together, to watch a production that will show and depict Jesus' last days and hours as our Jesus faces the cross. You know, a Rob, who's a good mate of mine, he's in today, he depicts the life of Jesus. And I asked him a question, what was it like when you said that you're going to take on this role? And he said the enormity of, it, enormity of it moved him so much he didn't know whether he could do it and do it justice. But then he said this, the moment he did it, and I think many years ago you'll have done it on the town hall steps in the, the Passion, he said he's never been the same again. He's never sort of... When I said the same again, I suppose it changed you, Rob. It changed your perspective on what Jesus did on that journey to the cross. So for us today, paid in full, the loneliness of Jesus' walk, the abandonment 
of his friends. The determination to see it through. Church, when I said I never want to become a professional Christian, I don't. I can't be. Because the reality of it is that God touches me and helps me on my day-to-day, every day. I promise that's paid in full. Some of us need to hear that again. That truth is the bedrock of our faith. It's the truth that delivers the brokenhearted. It's the power that heals the sick. It's our motivation to seek, to find and to serve. It's what causes us to love beyond our own ability. It's our security in the dead of night. It's the compassion to cry with others. It's the ability to forgive someone who has hurt us. It's a peace that truly passes our own understanding. It's our strength to say yes and amen when circumstances don't warrant it. Do you know, as I said that, and I'm going to say it again, and I just want the band to interact with us as I'm saying these words again. Because as I was just waiting and mulling over today, that enormity of paid in full, just start to mull over what God has paid in full that you face. The bedrock of our faith. The truth that delivers the brokenhearted. The power that heals the sick. Our motivation to seek, to find and to serve. It's what causes us to love beyond our own ability. It's our security in the dead of night. It's the compassion to cry with others. It's the ability to forgive someone who has hurt us. It is a peace that truly passes our own understanding. It's our strength to say yes and amen when circumstances do not warrant it. Our God is the Lion of Judah. For the spirit God gave us was, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. Joshua 24, 15, choose today who you will serve. Our God is sovereign. Our God has made a way for us, a way to, for us to live in eternity with him. Today, perhaps some of us need affirmation with that truth. Perhaps we need a renewed sense of our worth and the strength that God can give us through life. Church, we need to remember this. We need to remember who we are and whose we are and that our identity comes from Jesus, not from our title, our job, our bank account or our friendships. Not on what people say about us, not what people say about our past. The past that keeps us locked in but our future that God has promised us, a hope beyond our momentary troubles. God has this wonderful and remarkable way of drawing us close to him, especially when we're down on our uppers, facing what feels like unsurmountable challenges. I've been there and I've had the T-shirt many times. When we're tired, our minds are addled, we're frustrated, we feel abandoned, we feel poorly, His grace knows no bounds. His love is deeper 
and unfathomable than the deepest of seas. You know, I've had the total privilege of being around people when they're coming to the end of their days on this planet. And I've seen how God has drawn them close to him. And I've seen them transfixed, not on their friends and family roundabout, but on their Jesus. God has this way of drawing us to him. I was chatting with a young man recently at the Mosley Arms called Stephen. It was an event that you heard us mention here, Barry Woodward was speaking just down the road. And it was just a few weeks ago, he committed his life to God. He got his life back on track. He was helping others, helping to feed others. He'd even got it back on track regarding his young daughter who he'd been reconciled with. This week, he tragically passed away. And I was mulling over that with enormous sadness. But I truly saw God's hand in that young man's life. God's divine at work. Stephen's desire to put things right. His desire to turn from his ways and turn his life around. When Anna, my wife, walked into a meeting I was in with tears streaming down her face this Tuesday morning and told me the news and told us the news. Whatever we were talking about that moment diminished. I can't even remember what it was. God interacted and filled that space that we were in, touched our hearts. You see, Stephen was part of our church family, our wider church family. It was part of the conversations that me and Anna had around our tea table. We saw and were encouraged by the potential that was in that young man's life. And yet his life is no longer with us. Church, this life we live is real. Our interactions with each other is real. But I love that that young man was doing his best before his God and that God paid the price in full for that young man. God's love, God's love for us never ebbs or it never wanes, consistently flowing out and drawing us close to him. In the most difficult of times, God is with us till the very end. The Apostle Paul, whilst he was in prison... He, took, he talks over the Ephesians. He talks over the British church today and over every Christian with these words. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp the grasp church, how wide and how long and high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now to him who, who is able to do immeasurably more than we, we can ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Paid in full means our thoughts are... Or God's thoughts are higher than ours. You know, we do try to work things out in life, don't we? We do try to give encouragement to others and say, this is how it's going to work or that's the way it's going to work out. But when God says his ways are higher than ours, from Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, when I said we need to let go, we need to stop working things out and trust with a simple faith. John mentioned last week about 
those things that challenge us in life when we go around in circles and find ourselves back in the same place, those strongholds, whether it's our habits, whether it's our attitude, whether it's those things that we think we've conquered that yet they come back. If our God is a Lion of Judah and he's able to give the blind the sight and heal the lame and save the thief on the cross next to him, he can surely, surely can lead us beside quiet waters and refresh and renew our souls. You know, the devil is an enemy. He's an accuser to us today. Who do you think you are? If people really knew you, you can't conquer that. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, my God gives me confidence throughout my life. God gives me confidence that no one is beyond redemption. As I, as a 17-year-old, walk into a, walked into the church with a Mohican haircut, feather earrings in, someone didn't want to say hello or how, because I looked like an Indian. The truth of the matter is, I wasn't beyond redemption. Some of you were in a worse state than I was at that time. I didn't know I needed God. I didn't know that I needed this Jesus that paid price in full. But what I think I recognised on my journey is this. When I heard about a man in flesh coming to this earth, walking the walk, not only talking to the talk, but going to the cross, something happened in me as a young man. And it's happened in your lives. So I stand here this morning, yes, with a bad chest, but so what? Yes, being up all night, but so what? I am convinced of this, that as long as I have breath in my lungs, I am going to worship my Saviour, who walked the walk and taught the talk and died a cruel death for me, a young 17-year-old who had snot coming down his nose, was parting with his mates, going out thinking I was living life to the full. Yet God says... I have come to give you life and life to the full. And life to the full is me sacrificing my life for my King of Kings and my Lord of Lords, paid in full. You know, I'm so grateful that God disciples me. I asked a question as a 17-year-old, can I go out with my mates and do this, that and the other? And this minister said, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. You've got to get rid of all your mates. And I did. And I regret it. Because those mates I'd grown up with all my life. We'd been through larks together. I couldn't understand the principle of it. But looking back, I think I'd said to someone now, you know, just get good Christian friends around you. You can encourage you, disciple you. And God will teach you ultimately the way you need to go forward. I'm so thankful that God doesn't give up on me. I loved the image last week. I don't know if you were in. But Natalie stood a young girl on her shoulders. I don't know if that image is coming up. So in the first service, she got uh, Hanel up. In the second, it was Brianna. And she was talking about how we can encourage young people wherever we may find ourselves. You can do that. I believe in you. Come on. Today is a new day. Keep dreaming. Keep believing. You know, that simple image there is one of church and church life. I loved it. 
you know, I thought about myself and I'm no spring chicken. Which all of you are looking at me thinking, we know that. <laughs> but I'm not. And my desire is that I will always encourage our younger generations coming through. That I will be always someone who will see the best in them. I get a bit sort of frustrated when we have our dedication, family dedications, because I ask us to do one or two things like, will we, we recognise as a family, as a church family, that we have a responsibility for our young people. And we stand in one accord to say, yes, of course we do. But do we really? Or do we say, I don't know whether I can be bothered or they can frustrate me a bit? Or do we generally, genuinely say no? I am going to believe, I'm going to stand with. You know, as we come to our Easter week, we have great opportunity. I mentioned the last days. We have Barry Woodward speaking on Palm Sunday. Great opportunity to hear about someone's story of redemption. Someone who was down on the uppers, someone who was in a flat. And you know the story. He was in a flat at Darn Hill, going off and whizzing off his head on drugs. I was down at the bottom of that, kicking a football around with young people just 100 yards away from where he was off his head and I was encouraging other young people, talking about God. And the story, well, he'll share his, some of his story next week, was this, that God saw him in his pit of despair, saw him on his pit of not, not knowing how he could go forward, pit of not eating right for 18 months. God saw him. What a, what a beautiful sight when God sees us and we acknowledge that. During all of these opportunities, we remember Jesus on his journey, his sacrifice. You know that paid in full and that stamp that's in all our lives, it does make a way for all eternity. At every funeral service that I take, I read John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Be encouraged Today, all of you, he has done an amazing work, amazing job for each and every one of us. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. We are perfectly made in him. We re need remember once more today whose we are. Whose we are. And that our identity comes from Jesus. Not our title, our job, our bank account or our friendships. And not in what people say. Why don't you just stand with me a moment? You know, I go home sometimes and I said to Anna, I am so disappointed in myself. The way I react at times. The, the way I respond to people. But hopefully I'm someone who can say, sorry. Hopefully I'm someone who can say, I want to be better. What about you? Do you have a desire sometimes to be better? To serve in a more honourable way? Have some of you thrown in the towel? You've been here because this is what you do on a Sunday. You come here. I don't even know whether you sing the songs. But when God says it's not by strength. No, my, by, it's not by might, not by strength but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. God, I thank you for opportunities. I thank you for Stephen and his family. 
God, our hearts just ache. We wonder sometimes why we do what we do. But we do it because you've asked us to be the expression of you on this earth. Then we sing the song in a moment that said, it is well with my soul. Is it well with your soul today? Are you at peace with your God? You know, we sometimes make an appeal. And very few respond these days because we're all all right. We're all sorted. We're all professional Christians. But I'm going to respond today. I'm saying, God, break me once more for what breaks you. Oh, God, it is well with my soul, but only when I've given myself over to you. My opinions matter very little. What really matters is is what I do with the pain in full in my life. As I said, I know God is moving afresh in us and through us as the expression of us in our workplace, in our family, in the love we share with each other. Throwing in the towel means that you give up. Some of your friends throw in the towel on your behalf and say, I'll give up for you. But as we see in Job in the Bible, when those friends did that, Job said no. Sat on his own, picking the boils away from his skin. He says, I'm going to choose this moment to serve my God, who says he will lead me through every situation in life. What is the situation that you're facing today? What is it that you need release from? What is it that you are not acknowledging that God has paid in full? Perhaps it is your children. Perhaps it is you trying to work it all out. Perhaps it is someone of you lost and you don't know how you can move on in your life. But God says to us this moment, he can make it right. He's paid the price. He died the death. He's been raised from dead to life.